0: A gorilla podcast syndicate production. Biggest thing we can do is just get stopped and run. Stops and run guys. Push, push, push every time. Extra, extra, extra session with Kiko Malik. Tackles everything about the world of sports, especially the one close to the host heart. Basketball. Updates, discussion, clarification, name it. Extra Session has it. Extra, Extra, Extra Session with Kiko
1: Malikdev.
0: Okay, so good day ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Extra Session with Kiko Malikdev here in the Gorilla Podcast Syndicate Philippines. Today we'll be talking to a well-known basketball player personality, uh, particularly in the Philippines. He has played in numerous international duck tournaments and is a former naturalized player of the gilas Pilipinas. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Kuya Marcus Doutet. Marcus, good day.
1: <laughs> how are you guys? How are you doing?
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, how is it nowadays, especially, you know, uh, everyone knows that basketball took a stop uh, because of the pandemic.
1: It's, life is boring, man. You know, life is new basketball. I mean, nothing is live. I, I, I never watched so many reruns of, you know, the finals ever in my life. You know, and it, it kind of sucks when you know what the, the outcome going to be. You know what I mean? But, uh, I mean, for the most part, yeah, I mean, I miss it.
0: So, let's talk about your your career. So, how did you start? The, I mean, to the people who didn't know how and when you started your career, how did, you know, how, how did you start playing ball?
1: Well, <clears throat> I mean, I, I mean, started. I mean, I probably started playing AAU when I was probably like 15, 16, just because I was, I was just getting too tall. Um, <laughs> and I just kind of kind I latched on to that. And, you know, after I found out that I can go to school for free, you know, playing basketball, I just kept going. And then I was just like, you know, wherever it leads me, I'll just keep going because that, that turned into life. You know what I mean? Yes. Um. And it just, you know, you know, God bless me to somehow, you know, throughout my career, I've been through a lot of countries. Um, I've been through, you know, I've been to Russia, I've been to Korea, China, obviously the Philippines, uh, turnkey, Belgium. Uh. So I've been around the world. You know what I mean? And um, you know, basketball took me a lot of places, and I'm uh very blessed, and I, you know, I definitely appreciate it and count all my blessings. How
0: long? How long did you, you know? Uh, play basketball I mean as a career in professionally
1: I played professional for like 2004 I graduated from high school and I just finished last year 2000 so I played about 14 years
0: man that's too long already (laughs) yeah for a career yeah that's yeah 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 long.
1: it's a long time like i said i had to, I had to stop sometime I had to you know for next phase of life, you know what I
0: mean, yeah, how were you able to bring your talents to the Philippines? you know did someone contact you or you just heard from someone that the Philippines is looking for a naturalized player?
1: um, what happened was I was playing basketball in russia um and I was playing I was playing in the top league, I was playing for um uh, team that was based out of um, uh, Russia. And mm-hmm. I played in the Super League. So we played against, like, you know, Dynamo Moscow. We played in the Euro League. So we played against Real Madrid. And I played pretty good. Um, I played in the league pretty good. Mm-hmm. And um, Serbian coach was coaching Cheska Moscow when I played against them. And uh, I had a pretty good game. And next thing I know, he reached out to me. He said, you know, right, go tournament. You know, from you know the Philippines, is looking for a naturalized player, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" So then I looked up the, uh, I looked up a few of the guys that was already there that I tried out. Yeah. And I was like, "Geez," I'm like, "Why are they, you know, why are they cutting these guys?" You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm not trying to go there and get cut." You guys said that you know, Raiko was crazy and that they couldn't take him. You know what I mean? But um, that's that's just basically what it was. It, it, once, uh, once I came here, I came to the Philippines right after I finished in Russia. I literally flew from Russia to the Philippines right after my season was over, and um, I had a one-week tryout with Gila's. Mm-hmm. And after the second date, Rico had the contract in front of me.
0: <laughs> wow, so he was really <laughs> impressed
1: with you. Yeah, He said that uh, he was like, "Are you?" He only thing he asked me, he said, "Okay, I know you can play basketball, but I only have one more person. I said, "What?" Because are you a normal guy? And I go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know that. <laughs> yeah, and I go, I go, yeah, I think I'm normal. He was like, no, he was like, do you go to sleep at night and everything? I said, yes. He said, uh, okay. He said, okay, so you're normal. Okay, then we can sign the contract. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, because like like you said, uh, you did your research and they were cutting these guys off because they were trying
1: out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was always wondering why white guys wasn't Because I knew they were good basketball players.
0: Yeah.
1: But I just didn't know why. You know, they didn't stick around. And <laughs> after a while, I found out. You know, I found out later down the line on why. But <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I look it like this: if, if they didn't mess up, then I wouldn't have a position to be able to be a part of the room. So
0: now, what made you? What made you intrigued about the Philippines? Now, what do you think about Philippine basketball before you came here?
1: Um, well, I've I seen Philippine basketball before, but it was from a distance, you know, just from watching um, watching video games, I mean, videotape and stuff like that. Um, but when I did my research before I even, you know, even thought about even taking a job, I did my research on the country and the history and everything, and, and, and I was intrigued, and... And then when I came here, and you know, I met Butch Antonio, and I met a few other guys, and I just see how beautiful the place is, and how happy that you know the people are, and, and just how they how they you know they want to they want to help you with no matter what, you know what I mean? And, and you know, and I don't been in a lot of countries before I came over to the Philippines. And you don't get that, you know, you don't get that open heart feeling, you know what I mean, whatsoever. Um, so as soon as I came here, like no lie, probably then. Probably within three hours from me flying into the airport, I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going nowhere else." (laughs) (laughs) the hospitality,
0: you
1: know. So yeah, so the mentality and and just the open arms and you know the 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 family and everyone's together—that's the the whole feeling of it—is is what makes it what made the decision easy. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, I see. Was it hard to be naturalized? What was the process, or what things did you do? Uh, just to become the naturalized player of the Philippines.
1: Oh, <laughs> um, I mean, basketball-wise, it wasn't hard. Um, you know, you just let you you just let your, your ability to do the talking. Um, but as far as like um, you know, like the political side, yeah. that was that was that was just a, it was a long road. Um, mm-hmm. It was just a long road. I mean. You know, we, it was just a lot of politics in it, and it was just patience and stuff like that. But um, um, but for the most part, it was it wasn't that bad. Um, it was just about you know staying in Philippines for a year straight, and you know learning the culture and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you know, and because I took it the hard way, I didn't I didn't I didn't have it like Dre, where you know you come in and leave and come in and leave. And and honestly, I, I think I, I like I I loved it the fact that it took me a year. To get my papers because I really um, embraced the culture. You know what I mean.
0: Yes. Yeah. So
1: you really kind of get the meaning of 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 what you fight. You know? That's what means more. You know what I mean.
0: What was your What was your family's reaction uh, after they found out? Hey, you're gonna be a naturalized Filipino. <laughs> um, honestly,
1: they 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 were just like they thought I had to give up my citizenship. Mm-hmm. Um. To, uh, to become um, Filipino, um, but, you know, they, they was happy and when, you know, they found when they came over to visit to see how it was, you know, I can only say so much over the phone, you know what I mean? You got to kind of see it to believe it. Yeah. Um, after that, they was like, this was probably the best decision you ever made, you know what I mean? Just because how the culture was and how beautiful the country is stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just the love that people have for basketball. Yes. And who
0: among the Gilas players you were close with? I mean, you have five players, or let's say you have five players that you think you were the close, you were closest with, with the Gillas team. Honestly, honestly,
1: i I'm, I was close
0: with all the guys on the team. I, I mean,
1: I don't have one guy I don't I don't single out. I mean, with all the Gillas team that that I played with, I was close with every single one of them. It's not one guy that I wasn't close to, and it's still not one guy that I can't pick up the phone and call right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I can't really say that. It was one more than the other. I mean, Jimmy and LA was—it's was probably like my guys. Whenever I I, I come back to the Philippines, they're my guys. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I can I reach out to Gabe. You know, Gabe reach out to me here and there, especially during football season. Yeah. And <laughs> um, you know, like Ossi always, you know, uh, running to Ossi every single time. So mm-hmm. I mean, all the guys. I mean, it's not even—it's not even a, a, like Lily. All the guys I, I still. You know, once in a while, we, we mess each other on um, on social media
0: or something like that. Yes, I see, I see. Now, uh, what you said, you there were a lot of you were part of a lot of Gillas teams in international tournament. Was it hard right, right. to to adjust, especially for example, you were a member of the Gillas uh, team one, uh, made up of uh, made up of uh, amateur players back then, and then. Right. but you really were part of this Gilas made up of professional players what was the difference between the two squads and was it hard for you to to adjust with the attitudes of both teams no um
1: honestly no i mean as far as the, the, on, the on the as, far as like player wise like you 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 like messing with the younger gilas guys mm-hmm. there was a lot of growing pain you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day they were they were ready to fight no matter what. And, you know what I mean, they never backed down to no one. So that's what made it easy to, you know, to play with them. The only difference, I think, was for the younger guys to play with the, the more veteran guys. That The veteran guys are more experienced, so they knew what it took to get done. You, you know what I mean? It wasn't like we, we knew like when we was up in the game, you know, we knew how to hold on to the lead. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. It was just yes. it was just stuff that you couldn't teach, you know what I mean, from a book. You just have to teach from experience. You know what I'm saying? So... so that was, that was pretty much the only difference because even even like when, when we were practicing with the youngest Gila's team and then we had the pros coming in and practicing against us, it was like, you know, those guys were just, they were going at it, but it's just that guys were just more experienced. That's all it was. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, I see. So basically during the the, the first Gila's team, you were like more of the, the teacher or the lead of the pack. Right?
1: Right, right. But, I mean, I mean, it was still, honestly, no matter what team I was on, even when we added the, the PBA players, the PBA players, you know, the pros uh, uh, with the team, mm-hmm. I was still, like, kuya to everyone, no matter, you know I mean? Even maybe Asi, Asi was my cuya, you know, something like But, I mean, for the most part, I was always the kuya on the team. So, it, it really didn't, you know, it really didn't make a difference.
0: <laughs> what was the fondest memory playing for Gilas Filipinas?
1: Um. Well, one of the I think one of the best memories when when the whole you know we we got the medal uh oh, at Manila man. uh yeah. that was that was that was something that you can't you can't put in a book you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean like that's something you can't make up you know what I mean mm-hmm. um that's something that's like it was like history it was basically yeah, history and it was honestly it was one of the it was one of the highest points of my life that you know something that great happened you know what I mean and that was just great to be a
0: part of it you know what I'm saying I see yeah I remember that game I was actually crying after that game you know especially when everyone was crying (laughs) it was the curse breaker you know and uh, yeah and you know we we held our breath when you you know you you went down with an injury oh oh my Marcus down (laughs) then afterwards then we won, oh my, you know, it's it's like uh, how many years of pain, you know, uh, suddenly it felt, you know, relief yeah. after reading that game, you know. And it was
1: so, honestly, that, that, that game was, it was so hard and it's crazy because I, I knew the play exactly. A kid hit me his knee went into my calf muscle and mm-hmm. I tore my calf that game against Korea. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, when I went in the back room, I just thought it was. I just thought I had like a muscle spasm. I thought I was just catching a cramp. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to go step, I couldn't even step. Doctor said you tore your calf. I'm like, no way, no way. And then I was like, he was like, can you play? I'm like, dude, I'm like, listen, I, we ain't losing this game. I don't care. <laughs> but um, it was, it was, it was definitely something that, like I said, it was it's memorable. It's something that you can't make up.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and you know, uh, we really admire you playing through that pain you know we know that you were you were limping you you you're playing hurt but still you gave your your best on the court it's just unfortunate that you weren't able to play that anymore because you were really really hurt you know
1: <laughs> right right I mean yeah I mean it was it was it was amazing it was great but at the end of the day the only hard part was like I knew what it took to get up to that point you know what I mean I've been there from day one. So all the you know, all the camps and all the all the practices and you know, all the you know the, the different coaches changes, the different players and you know, just it just it was just a lot. And I knew what I knew what the team been through from day one to that point, you know what I mean? So that to be a part of it at that point, that was hard, but I was confident in the guys that was on the floor because I knew what we all been through, you know what I mean?
0: Yes, I see. Well, well, I asked you earlier your fondest memory of playing for Aguilar. How about the least favorite me- moment or memory playing for the game? The least favorite moment? Yeah. Um. I mean, it's
1: it's. I mean, only. I mean, it's really honestly, it's not really nothing I can really say that was the least favorite because I mean, I mean, obviously the the practices was but Riker was crazy. He was doing 2 of days you know, t- 2 of days was, He was doing that every single day. And then even yeah. then on Sunday when, you know, that's like family day in the Philippines, you do not know, supposed to work, you're not supposed to do anything. He yeah. still was having practice. So I, I, that part I thought he was kind of crazy, but that was probably – but at the end of the day, it, it paid off at the end, but I didn't see why we was needed to do all of that in the beginning. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Well, we've – we we've I know we've heard news about you know right coach right being that crazy, <laughs> yeah. but you know yeah, it's yeah, for yeah. the best of the players.
1: <laughs> yeah 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 definitely. I mean I can I can't say that we was always, no matter what we was always the best conditioned team out of any team in 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 Asia. I see. So that's now, something that um.
0: Now you 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 said you were yeah I mean you you've been under Coach Rico and Coach Chot Reyes. What was the difference between the two coaches? Um, the difference between
1: the two coaches was uh, I think Riko was he was hard on you if he knew he can get more out of you. Mm -hmm. Um, so some people took him for you know, he's mean, he's mean, he's mean. But when he stopped being mean, that's when you should worry. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, Chuck was a motivator. Like, Chuck can say a speech, and at the end of the day, you'd be, you'd be ready to run through a wall. You, you know what I mean? Just because he, he can get you going, he can get your adrenaline going, and he can help you. He can have you see things that, you know, from a different point of view. I mean, with, with Ryko – Rico was someone who was—he's not gonna tell you that, you know. Uh, we great game. He will never come to me. I can have a game at fifty and fifty. He'll never tell me great game. he would say, Marcus, why did you miss this rebound? Or why? You know what I mean? He—he's like that. Um, he's a perfectionist. And as far as Chut, Chut doesn't. Chut would say, you know, Marcus, come on, you know, you have you only have fifty. You should have sixty. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And like I said, Chet just know how to know how what buttons to push to get to get what he needs to get out of uh, each player on his team, which is which is amazing. I see.
0: Now you said earlier the the favorite memory was that the Gila team entering the grabbing the two slots for the World Cup uh, back in 2013 2014. Now the news was that they were having a hard decision on who naturalized player they will bring up with them. So it's either you. Or Andre Blatch. Now, eventually, they chose Andre, But of course, there were some some people, well, including me, uh, uh, that uh, are saying that it should be you instead. <laughs> you know, what happened here, and how did you receive the news that uh, you would be on the sidelines?
1: <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Um, I guess when we when we did the whole the whole when we did that, the European trip. And mm-hmm. we had like, you know, Bo Belga, we had all those guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Chut set everyone down and he said, you know, this is the road to Spain and, you know, everyone will be here and everyone will be a part of Gila's team when we uh, advance to go to Spain for the next year. Yeah. So everyone took that as, okay, so this is the team basically that was going to Spain. Yes. Um, and I guess... When we, when everything came up, when, you know, the whole, you know, choosing against, choosing with Andre and with Marcus and all that, like things, people were adding players that we didn't, wasn't in that room when we said, you know, this is the road to Spain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, I guess once we got to Spain, everything changed and it was more what was, they felt what was best for the country. You know what I'm saying? So they, they, they felt like, you know, Jay should have been, you know, with you know, all everything that went on with them trying to get him, you know, um his passport and all that stuff and all the money they spent to get him ready to even, you know, be prepared for this mean, It was just too much it was too much stuff going on that they couldn't have Dre play. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day I get it. I mean they, they, they put they try to put the, the best team forward and you know, at the end of the day, all those guys that they said um, the previous year that was going to be a part of Spain was there. You know what I mean? All the guys was there. But being there and playing is two different things. You know what I'm saying? So um, that, that part was it was a bit difficult. But at the end of the day, you, it, it wasn't, I don't think it was nothing personal. I just think it was what was best for the country at that point of time. I
0: see. Uh, well, I won't, I, won't, I won't ask you how disappointed or you are. At that time, well, obviously it was very disappointing. But then, like you said, you 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 were a professional and you accepted it. Uh, I mean, in whole. I mean, you accepted it with your whole heart. Uh, and then you you were you were there in Spain, right? Yeah, 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 I was there. I mean, I was there along the whole
1: way. I mean, I think we carried. I think that here we had the guilas. We traveled with like 20 guys. I see. We had basically we had like two teams. So um so it was cool. I mean this I mean, yeah, I was disappointed because you know, if it wasn't for the guys from day one, we wouldn't have got to that point, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But I mean, getting to that point and getting over the stump, I mean, maybe they felt like maybe they thought that I was gonna get injured again like I did, you know, at the mm-hmm. end. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? So they was you know, have a reinforcement. So Yeah. I mean at the end of the day they did what was best and you know, I'm still like I said I'm still a part of it regardless because we wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for, you know, the guys who they want, so.
0: Okay. Now, this is kind of, uh, you know, um, a hot topic lately here in the Philippines. What's your opinion mm-hmm. that a local coach is enough to head the Philippine national team or do we still need foreign coaches to to lead the team? What's your take on that? Based from your experience. Okay.
1: I look at it like this. Um, Just from having the – I mean, like, I think having a foreign coach is great, but I think having a a Filipino coach as a head coach is more better because they can kind of relate to the players and they kind of know them more. I think someone like um, an American coach, yes, as far as head coach, I wouldn't advise that. I mean, I think that it doesn't make sense because – they're going to get there and they're going to win or whatever, then they probably move on to the next job. I mean, the Filipino coach is going to always be there. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. He's going to learn from the best. And at the end of the day, it's, it's American coaches who can come in and give advice, you know, switch things around. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you, you take pieces from each puzzle, but I think you could all, I think just for the Philippines, you should always want a homegrown coach. It just says something different. You know what I mean? I honestly think it just says something different. It's it's just different because it's just more of a it's more passion um from someone who, who's from there than, than to bring somebody in. It ain't the same. I feel like if you do bring a foreign coach in or something like that, I think you should bring them in to teach, you know, the Filipino the, the, the coaches so we can keep the knowledge in the country. You know what I mean? Yes. That that's my that's my that's my, you know, jump on it. But I mean I mean the only thing is like, you know, Filipino coaches they they learn from a million, you know, different coaches. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So you kind of got to you, you gotta take, you know, what you can get from each situation and, and make it your own. And, um, um, and that, I mean, that's my take on it. I mean, I would love to see – I mean, I would love to see a Filipino coach, you know, head coach, but I would love – it would be better to have a foreigner on the bench, you know what I mean? that can like, give his, you know, his advice and stuff like that. You know, like I mean? a
0: consultant, something
1: like that. Right, right, right. Like a consultant. That makes sense. I think that makes a lot of sense because, um, just like I said, the Filipino players will respect, you know, the, the 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 they respect the coach and and nothing too. Is that they would they would learn from, you know, a you know a, a foreign coach. I see.
0: Now, what what quality or type of naturalized player should the Philippines look for? Now that Andre Blatch and you, uh, you know, have already played your last game in Gilles' jersey, what what type of or quality or what type of nationalist players should they look for?
1: I think, honestly, um, my opinion is I think they should go after like someone like, you know, like Justin Brownlee. I think right now he's perfect. Um, just because he can play different positions. Um, and we still have Jumar, and we still got Tato coming up, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And those guys are going to need some minutes of international play. playing. Right now, um, none of the other countries like China – I mean, everyone thinking, oh, we got to get big guys. We got to get big guys. Like, right now the game is not all about big guys. It's about quicker, you know what I mean, smarter guys. And Justin, Justin – been playing over in the Philippines longer than I have. You know what I mean? So he knows. He knows – Everything, you know what I mean? And, and and it's it's not you don't have to convince no one to you don't have to convince him to be a natural player, you know what I mean? You don't have to you don't have to sell him to the country, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's already there. So I, I think that I think that's what they should be going after and like he knows the country just as well as you know Filipinos that live there themselves, you know what I mean? You know what Because it's a culture shock. It's like a culture shock
0: for some people who's coming in, you know what I mean? Yes. Once people hear this or news writers e- hear this, you know, this will be a headline. Justin Brownlee gets Marcus Dowd. It's not. <laughs> <naturalized>. <laughs> <laughs> they would sure, I mean, a lot of Filipinos would surely like that. Simply because Brownlee plays for the popular team in Eberra here. <laughs>
1: yeah, at the end of the day, and is a national team on its own. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? So... You got an never behind you. You already got the whole country.
0: <laughs> now, uh, you know, you, you've been you've been uh exposed to Philippine basketball. Who do you think, in your opinion, who do you think would be the best coach for Gilas team? For your opinion on it. Yeah.
1: My opinion, who would be the best, honestly? Mm-hmm. Right now, I would say I would probably go with the uh, younger coach, mm-hmm. maybe like Jimmy alipag just because he's proven himself in an international play. He's played in an Indian international country. play. And he's highly respected by not just the league, but the country. You know what I mean? And I think that if if, if you if they was to the get behind him, and he's young, you know what I mean? He could be a national team coach for the next 10, 15 years, you know what I mean? With no problem, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, he, he don't took on international exposure. He don't learn from international coaches. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think, I think definitely him. I mean, just like him, he, he done been under Reichel. He done been under all the top coaches. He done been under Chuck. He done been under Norman Black. He done been under all those guys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and he knows the game. I mean, he, he got now years on his belt as a head coach and, you know, as a consultant also. So I think, that, I think he should definitely be a look, you know what I mean? And. At the end of the day, you don't have to worry about him going anywhere else. You know what
0: I'm saying? I agree. I the agree. Players, so now this would be quite. Um, how do you, how do I consider this? Huh? This would be somehow like a, a hot question for a hot topic, or well something a hard question for you? Uh, <laughs> the, name one player in Gilas that you have played for. That you consider the best player? The best player? Huh. Mm. <laughs> I know honest- you're, friends with, you're friends with a lot of, of all of the players. Now, um, just to put you on. Look like, your- like this. Look like this. The best player I ever
1: seen in action, mm-hmm. like being side by side with him, just. And I was just like, geez, it was probably L.A. Tenorio.
0: L.A. Tenorio. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's when we that's when we was in um in uh, Taipei and we beat that American team. And I never seen a I've never seen no one take over a game in the way he did. Yeah. It, if he, if if bro, LA he, play, if LA has five more inches, LA be in the NBA for sure. Yeah.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, he hit the game winning shot, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. To to yeah. I mean we we ran, we ran the same play 5 times in a row. He scored 5 times in a row. <laughs> yeah.
0: He was so, he's a good player, you know. Now, uh yeah. Now, what do you think is needed uh by I mean needed by the Gilas to, you know, to be successful in international tournaments? After this um week?
1: Honestly, I think that I, I honestly think that, that the whole thing that they did from the start, from, you know, the Gila's one and the two and how they were grooming, you know, the, the top, you know, college kids and, you know what I mean, they were grooming guys up to play for the national team and, you know what I mean, to just build them up. I think that was a, a great idea um, and I think that they should have never came back from that, but I think that, you know, like, you, you guys got Sato coming up, you know, he'll be a NBA draft pick in two years, you know, a year or whatever. And I think that he should be – he should be coming up, you know, uh, uh, he should be coming up the rankings with Gilas, you know what I mean? He should bring, you know, he should bring them along, you know what I'm saying? And I think they should be behind him, just like – you know, the same way Iran was behind Haddaddy, you know what I mean? They rode his back for years and years and years. And I think right now the Philippines has the opportunity to have that. Um, and I think they definitely need to start taking advantage of it more, you know what I mean, just – because even if he makes the NBA – you know, then you then you gotta come up with a stipulation so you can know, play for his national country, and that's gonna be a bigger issue. I think that they should have really, you know, kept them homegrown and kept them keep coming up. But I mean, definitely developing because he's gonna definitely be the first, you know, full Filipino to to, to play. I mean, besides Clarkson, but full-blooded Filipino. you I mean, playing in the league. So I think that he definitely should have a, not just a say-so because he's gonna be, you know, we're gonna the country's gonna be behind him just like. China was behind Yao Ming. You know what I mean? Mm, yes. And, and I think that you just have to ride that, you know, ride that ship that the Philippines never had the opportunity and, and happened. You know what I mean? Yes.
0: I see. Now I, I know, I know you may not want to talk about this, but you know, the incident in Asian games, wherein you shot your own, at the, at your own basket, which received a lot yeah. of criticisms. You know, what happened here? What was your, I mean, what was your side on this? You know, uh is it okay if you want you, if you want to talk about this you know no i mean it was it was
1: something that we talked about on the bench i mean it was something that we all it was a decision that we all made it was mm-hmm. oh, we should i think shoot it in, i think shoot it in our basket and force the game to go to overtime yes um because so they, we can need
0: to win, so win we by can get the by by yeah that's
1: least. what it was it, it was a point spread yeah we had to win by a certain amount so we can I think play a, play a play a weaker game. I think a weaker game because I think Iran I think we was gonna play I think it was like out of Jordan or something like that. Jordan and Iran and we wanted to face the weaker opponent next. Mm-hmm. And um that's what we said, that's what was the game plan and obviously it didn't work the way you know we said it on the bench.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now after your stint with Villas Filipinas, what kept you busy? Um
1: I mean, I just kept like as soon as Gila's was finished, I went and played in Taiwan. I played in um, Taipei in that league, and before the league started, I got hurt in training camp. Um, I tore my Achilles tendon. Ah, ooh. Um, yeah. in training camp, and then after that, I mean, I went home and I rehabbed a couple months, and then I think in April that year, April I left, and I was, and I went. That's when I went and played in, uh, and. And uh, what's them i in Bangkok, Thailand, just to try to get back. And then um, the team from Taiwan was trying to get me to come back. And I think I signed I signed again in, in Thailand again. So I didn't. I didn't go back to Taiwan. Nice. And then after that, I just started. You know, started thinking that it's time to you know transition from playing to coaching. You know, I mean, my kids are getting older, and just, you know, I, I can't. I can't be you know a basketball player forever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so basically, you I mean, you have retired. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Now, uh, would you encourage your your children or your son, uh, you know, to play basketball like what you did? Well, um, yeah, I mean, this this last couple
1: of years, like last three years, I've been pushing him now to play basketball, I'm pushing him to get better. And only why, because he's tall and, you know, everyone is asking him, you know, do you play basketball, do you play basketball? And I mean... At first he really wasn't into it and I think now that he's older and getting a little more mature I think he's really starting to you know want to you know do something with it. I mean, I don't know if he wants to be, you know, a star, you know, NBA guy, but I mean at the end of the day right now he's enjoying it and I'm enjoying that he's enjoying it. So um I'm just going to push him as long as he you know want to get pushed. I mean, but I'm not going to I'm not going to live through him, you know what I mean? I want him to do what he wants to do. So now it was basketball. Maybe tomorrow might be soccer. Who knows? But, you know, I got to enjoy it while, you know, it's basketball.
0: Now, would you, would you push him to be, you know, if he continues playing basketball, would you push him to be, hey, want to play in the Philippines? Something like that?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that, 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 it's funny you said that. That, that, that was, that, that, Discussion already came up when I was living in the Philippines because uh, <laughs> I had my kids with me and, and we already had the discussion. I think I had it with Boss of UP about you know since I was a naturalized Filipino would my son automatically be you yeah. know a Filipino and uh, and I think it was I think they said yeah I think they did all the research and they said most definitely so um, so yeah so we we'll see hopefully. as long as I <laughs> hopefully hopefully uh, yeah get him up there but uh, he's turning what he turns. 16 in December, so uh, if everything falls through, then I'll see if I can maybe get him a passport now because you know the rule now is what, before 16,
0: huh? Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, hopefully, because you know, uh, it would be nice to see that, you, I mean, you once played in the, for the Philippines and then in the near right. future your son will be playing. Now, uh, what lesson have you learned from your experience playing in the Philippines?
1: Um what do you mean lesson? What do you what do you mean by that?
0: What life lesson, you know. Uh when A
1: that- lesson. oh. Um I think living in the Philippines has taught me to be humble, you know what I mean, and just appreciate everything I have because um, you know, you one day you can have it and one day you won't, but you have to find happiness, you know, either way, not through, you know, items and not through what you have and you know what I'm saying? So you have to be blessed every single day. And I think that that's something that I I've grown and I've seen, you know, from my own two eyes, you know, mm-hmm. that I didn't see before, and uh, and it's something that I carry with me. You know, what I mean, like it's just a life lesson that it's something that you can't really you can't really explain. You gotta kind of live it. And I think when I came over and I seen like you know I seen how you know some people live, and you mm-hmm. know, and, and I was just like, how can people still like be so nice, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and be so happy, you know what I mean? When they, you know, they don't have much, but what they do have, you know, this it's everything, you know what I mean? They appreciate it. I see.
0: Uh, well, hopefully uh, in the near future, like what I said earlier, you could contact Boss MVP for your son. So, you know, <laughs> hopefully they can help you with it. Now, I have some questions here you you can answer, just, just like a 24-second shot clock questions. Uh, okay, just a fast question favorite PBA player, uh, Jumar Fajardo, <laughs> favorite NBA player,
1: um, Kobe Bryant, favorite team
0: in the NBA,
1: Los Angeles Lakers.
0: Who do you think will win the NBA title this season? Woo! <laughs>
1: The Lakers,
0: the Lakers. Okay, player in Asia or in the PBA that made you say, "Wow, he's good."
1: Um, let me see. Oh, uh, uh, Ooh, that's that's tough. <laughs> there's a few. I mean, I mean, there's a few, but um. I probably would have say, Kiefer surprised me a few times. <laughs> Kiefer, I would say, wow, um, yeah, Kiefer. Some used to be Japas. Sometimes he he like he fall out the ceiling. But <laughs> yeah, I think Kiefer and Japas right now, is just, they still have me saying wow.
0: Player that you had a hard time defending.
1: Hmm. All time or in the Philippines? Uh, all time. <laughs> oh, man, I think I would say
0: Kevin Garnett. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you played with the Kevin Garnett, right? You, yeah, you played I played
1: it. against him yeah, in the preseason game. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was difficult. Yeah.
0: How about in the Philippines, player that you had a hard um, time with?
1: that the player that I had the most hard time with. <laughs> but when I first got there, um when I first got there, it was I don't know, it was a few guys, but i Asi was he was really see was physical, but um he at that point when I got to him, he kept really he wasn't athletic but he learned how to shoot, so kind of he kind of changed his game overnight, so he had to learn his game, and I would say, Asi was one of the, the guys who were I would think was pretty good, um, but as far as, like, guarding guys, mm-hmm. I mean, I really never had a problem with knowing the Philippines guarding them. I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, Ray Parks one time we was in practice playing around, but <laughs> I wouldn't guard rain right, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> worst injury that you had?
1: My Achilles tendon was my worst. Only why? Because you would think you sometimes you if it feels okay and you think that you can run and then you go to step and you can't. You know what I mean? That was probably the most because it was the most frustrating injury because it was just nagging. You know what I mean? It was just more. You just had more rest.
0: I see. Uh, if you were to choose who would you want to be a good defender or good scorer? good defender okay if we check your gym bag right now, what things are we going to see that will shock or surprise us
1: my my bag yeah <laughs> um, I don't know drink I don't know uh <laughs> I don't know, I- IC pack, <laughs> uh, um,
0: allergy medicine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you have any shout outs or people you would like to thank or greet?
1: Um. Well, I, I-, I definitely want to give a shout out to you, mm-hmm. reaching out and, you know, having this opportunity to, uh, you know, just to-, to-, to look back and, you know, just have a, you know, good, nice conversation on, on-, on the past and just being interested in, you know, my whole spiel on everything um, and i appreciate you know the philippines you know for you know for opening their arms you know to me and accepting me um, you know just not just as a, a player but as a person um, and my lovely wife stephanie <laughs> I, I appreciate her so much <laughs> she makes me great every single day so okay. I like that but that's that's that's
0: pretty much it okay so i well advanced happy happy father's day to you Yeah. so
1: thank you thank
0: you, you. i hope to see you soon here also and hope you'll be back here you know once everything ev- this pandemic is over you know yeah, yeah maybe i can come in and be a consultant <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> Okay, so that wraps up another episode of Extra Session this week. I would like to thank our guest, Kuya Marcus Dautit. Maraming salamat. Thank you for spending time with us. I know you're very busy. And so this is a privilege for us to get an opportunity for us to interview you. And hope we can do this again in the near future.
1: Definitely. Appreciate it.
0: So guys, this is Kiko Malik Dem. And on behalf of the Guerrilla Podcast, Syndicate Philippines games are always exciting. And if you want to know more, check out www.gorillapodcast.com.au or gorillapodcast.com.ph. A Gorilla Podcast Syndicate Production. book a call at www. www.kangaroofern.com www.k-a-n-g-a-r-o-o-f-e-r-n.com dot com